I'm Jared Waitley. Here's a snapshot of Wednesday, November 15. Andrew McDonald set us up for Australia's approach to the World Cup semi-final. Yeah, no doubt you, you acquire knowledge across the journey against your opponent. Um, we feel as though, as I said just a little bit earlier, we feel as though they've got a, an element of predictability in the way that they want to structure up with the bat and how they play and the tempo in which they play at. Um, so there won't be too many surprises. Um, we'll be no doubt firmly focused on what we can do and how we get the game on our terms. Um, and and if, it, if it's not to go on our terms, then we, yeah, we'll have some some plans in place to be able to navigate through that. Um, with the ball, they, they, you know, they play five five bowlers, um, so they're, they're strong in terms of that. We expect that they'll play two spinners against us in, in Maharaj and Shamsi. So, it, yeah, as I said, both teams that will know each other really, really well. Um, a lot of games in the lead-in. We had them in the, you know, in the second game of the World Cup where they they got the points. We feel in that one that I think Pat said even afterwards that you know, the toss may have had a, a bearing that we may have got that one fractionally wrong with the conditions. Uh, second innings were, were, were much more difficult for batting. So um, whilst that game looked as though it might have been a little bit of a blowout, um, we feel as though conditions contributed to that as well. And we feel like we're much better placed now and we've got... Um, our players in the form that we want. And, yeah, I think it's uh, it's a different team you'll see from, from our end. Swans Chief Executive Tom Harley told us why opening round is vital in the northern markets. Look, I, th- I think there's a number of things, Jared. There's, there's clearly the opportunity um, off the back of, uh, I guess, uh, the NRL's um, foray into, into the US. And, and I know uh, the round that we're playing... Um, there's only the one game on the Thursday night, which is up in Newcastle. Um, so we'll have Sydney to ourselves that night. And um, and I think so from that point of view, uh, we should be able to capture the audience. And I think what, what the AFL have done really well is is look at the, the four northern clubs, if you like, and, and look specifically at their opponents. And uh, for us, it's Melbourne. Um, you know, it's a privilege to open the season. And uh, we played our first game as the Sydney Swans in 82. That was the last time we actually had opening uh, opening round against the Demons, and that was Barassi's famous quote, with Healy off, Ellingworth on, and um, and we played them in round one back in uh, 1897. So there's some really nice history uh, between the Swans and the Dees. And we debated the merits of the Northern exposure. Renee is in Heidelberg. Hello, Renee. Good morning. All these misery guts people, I don't know what they're going on about. Look, I'm a Collingwood member and still very proud of the win that we had. Look, to me, it makes absolutely no difference. The season all pans out. Like, as if we're going to get less crowds, Collingwood pulled an average of, what, 70,000 over the season. That is not going to change. Um, I'm excited. I think it's adding something new. And the other thing I wanted to add is... I will never, ever, ever forget how COVID made me feel and how I couldn't get to go to games, um, and it was awful. So I'm just wrapped that we've got such a good, we've got such a good game. I can go to the games, and I just, I'll just bring it on. I'm, I'm think they've done a great job, the AFL. Terrific, Renee. We'll enjoy our footy together. Uh, Zach is in Sydney. Welcome, Zach. Hello, Jared. I think people need to grow up. With this fixturing over in Victoria, you don't understand how different the New South Wales market is for AFL here in Sydney. This is such a good idea. How was it said that the Swans made the grand final in 2022 and you had to open up, we had to open up our season on the Gold Coast away in round one? That's momentum killer. I'll be there in March with my friends watching the Swans take on Melbourne for the opening night of this next season. I think that people just need to grow up and move on. It's going to be great here for New South Wales and Queensland. The market's different.
there'll be a bonanza on television a week before the season would typically start. So it's not that something's being taken away. We're actually being given a little bit extra. Zach, enjoy it. Hopefully it has the impact that it needs to in those northern markets. Peter Blucher unpacked what's historically in each AFL draft. Here's 2021. This is going to be known as the Nick Dacos draft, the 2021 edition. Oh, there's no question of that. And we, we wonder that he was taken behind Horn Francis, Sam Darcy and Finn Callahan. And yet he he uh, has played most games out of the 2021 draft. He's ahead of Nick Martin at, at Essendon. Most possessions, most votes in the Brownlow. He's the only All-Australian. He's the only Premiership player. Uh, and with two top 10 finishes in the best and fairest, he matches the, the effort uh, of, Mick Mar- of, uh, of Nick Martin at Essendon. But I guess it's interesting because... Um, he was a, a highly fancy pick, probably the best player in the draft, whereas Martin was a, was a an SSP, a supplementary selection, and he's been sort of the, the number two standout. He's, um, he's as I said, second to uh, Dacos for games, second to him for possessions, and, and has two top ten best and, finish, best and fairest finishes. Um, I guess one of the really, one of the great the pickups has been Jai Amos, who finished fourth in the Rising Star Um in his in that year, um, has jumped to the top of the goal kicking list for the twenty one draftees um, after uh, after you know a pretty a quiet start in his first year. You got some honourable mentions. We have. I mean, I think you know there was a lot a lot of talk this year about um, uh, about Mitch Owens who picked thirty three in the draft. He's twelfth for games, fifth for goals, twelfth for possessions, and was third in the Rising Star. Nasiah Wanganui Miller, third for games, third possessions, and fourth for Brownlow votes. And Brisbane's Darcy Wilmot, um, he's, had, he's played 29 games in a row without a miss since his debut in the 22 uh, finals. Six, his sixth finals is a, is a high for the draft uh, uh, out, of, out of his draft and finished 10th in the Lions best and fairest. Uh, the interesting ones, there's a, couple, there's a couple where the jewellery is still out, I reckon, out of this draft. Um, Sam Darcy, and we all know he's going to be a very good player, but he's only played the seven games. At pick 12, Josh Sin went to Port Adelaide. He's only played the four games. And, and we'll watch with interest Tom Brown at, at Richmond just played one game. He played the last, debut in the last game of the year. So, um, once again, talent coming from all uh, always through the draft. And Nick Martin so stands as a clear bargain, but also pick 47, Marcus Windhager. Yeah. Well, St Kilda have done really well out of this draft. Yeah. But, you know, with uh, with um, Windhager, Wanganui Miller, who was pick 11, and Owens at 33. I mean, a, a good draft can really help set, you, set your club up. And uh, and I think that the Saints are going to do very well out of this one. And Chris Rogers assessed Victorian opener Marcus Harris after his first 100 of the season. Um, well, a return to form, first and foremost, um, you know, when when you're talking about a, a, a batter who he probably just hadn't spent a lot of time in the middle, he missed the first game with with the birth of his child, um, and then had a couple of um, games in, in in tough conditions. Um, he really just just wanted a he wanted a um, a pitch where he could get stuck in and get moving again and, and get his feet moving. And and I think we you know we you see with those conditions. Good players, they just get the job done, and and he made sure he cashed in, and and by the end, you know, you could you could see that the difference, his his rhythm, um, the way he was hitting the ball was was outstanding again. So, you know, I think it'll be a tougher test this week at the, at the MCG, um, with with Nessa and Steckity, um, Steckity bowled really well to him in the last game as well. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a um, an excellent test for him, but but hopefully he's uh, he can get a few. And that's just a snapshot.
The full program and all interviews are available through the Waitley podcast. Subscribe at sen.com.au.